really is what it is first. Drawing board and be like, okay, we're in this new season that Jacqueline and Mina are talking about. What is my bestseller? I need to validate that that. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we're dedicated to helping product-based business owners turn into revenue-generating, successful, happy product bosses. I'm Jacqueline Snyder. And I'm Mina Kunlosita. Together through digital courses, coaching, and masterminds, we've helped over 50,000 students from startup to multi-million dollar businesses scale their sales while blending in their dream life. It gets lonely out there in the product business world. We fully believe a business shouldn't be built alone. There's room at the top for all of us. So let's get scrappy and creative together, Product Boss, to be profitable, make more sales, and grow your visibility. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey, friends. It's podcast recommendation time. This month, we can't seem to get enough of No Straight Path, hosted by the incredible Ashley Menzies Babatunde. Now, she is part of the HubSpot Podcast Network, just like us, and we can't wait to share what we love about her episode. Ashley's podcast is so inspirational. She does an incredible job helping to shed light on the true stories behind the shiny resumes, social media highlights, and job titles of those who have acquired success. She brings on guests from all walks of life to inspire conversations around what creating success actually looks like, because there is no straight path to success for anyone. Of course. And we truly believe this. She really humanizes success from the millennial perspective. She recently did an episode featuring Laurel and Harig where they dove into the importance of sustainability building a business. And it was so eye-opening. Yeah, I love that one. Laurelyn was sharing one of the biggest lessons she's learned as a business owner. And one of my favorite things that they talked about was how easy it is to forget that success doesn't happen overnight. Because I feel like as a lot of product bosses out there, um, they feel like it's taking a little bit too long or that they're falling behind, but they're right where they need to be when creating a successful business really does take time. So. Listen to No Straight Path wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, friends. Welcome back to another episode. We are so glad to be here. And we are gearing up for another season change, right? If you are a parent, if you love the summer, um, we're right on the cusp of summer transition time. We like to talk about the year in, you know, three parts, right? There's three New Year's. There's regular New Year's. There's this time of transition to the summer, and then there's time of the kids going back to school. Now, whether or not you've got kids or not, the thing is, is that your customers, a lot of them do, or they're going through like a similar experience of like the changing of seasons. So we really want to talk today to you a little bit about how customers' habits are going to be changing in the coming months and how you can meet them where they're at. Right. We've been talking to a lot of students lately, and a lot of them say that it's either my very extremely busy season or my very extremely slow season. We get this this type of this type of thought exactly this type of thought when it comes to the holiday, too, the fourth quarter holiday like 
4th of July, not 4th of July, what am I talking about? Um, Black Friday and Christmas and Hanukkah, that time of year, where somebody says, yes, this is my busy season and it's so busy for me, I'm so overwhelmed. Or they say, it is so slow for me, this is not my season. Well, the second time of year where lots of money gets spent for all general consumers is this time of year, which is May, June, July, when we transition from spring to being full summertime. And I think that for all of you, know that that is when a customer typically has their wallet out. So for example, as I'm going to go back, they the general consumer typically has their wallet out during the Christmas season, during that holiday season that I just spoke about in quarter four. Now, secondary, they have a lot of events and feel very motivated to buy gifts and things in their lives because their lives during this time, May, June, and July, has a lot to do with, let's say, if they're going to weddings, if they have graduations, if their kids are going um, into summertime, if they're going to camp, you know, all those things. That's a lot of things happening in their life, just like the lot of things that are happening in fourth quarter. Yeah. So, Here's the thing, right? Customer behavior is going to be changing as we transition. Now, the cool thing is, and I don't know who came up with Mother's Day and Father's Day, but the whole thing, if you all want to talk about holidays and gifting, Valentine's Day, the the concept of Valentine's Day and marketing around it was to get people to spend money again after they had spent a ton of money at the holiday time, right? So in order to get them to spend in February, a couple months after Christmas, hey, buy your wife a gift, buy your girlfriend a gift, right? Then we we skip over. Sure, there's like the, some of the other holidays like Easter. Those are big candy food times. But then we get to Mother's Day and then we get to Father's Day. And those are big gift giving times. And, and so that's why um, as marketers and as sellers, these are times for you to lean into because like Mina said, their wallets are out because consumer behavior is being driven that way through marketing. Mm-hmm. Now, I think one of the biggest changes that we're all going to experience where you're, you're going to see this drastic shift is right now, there's a lot of markets. There's a lot of in-person markets. Spring, people are going out again. People are buying gifts. So they're going to be buying Mother's Day gifts and Father's Day gifts. Mother's Day is like one of the most popular. Actually, we're, we're passing that time, but you will have seen an influx of sales from Mother's Day if you market it in that way. Then we hit the summer months. So one of the biggest things that I want you and we want you to keep in mind is that people are not going to necessarily be at their desks on their computers, Mm -hmm. right? They're going to be on the go and out living their lives, especially three years after this global pandemic. People, you know, people are really starting to act or be normal, like pre-pandemic levels of things happening over here. And so they're out and about. So when you're thinking about customer behavior, if something was working for you, like you're showing up online or you were selling live online or a lot of people were buying from you um, on your email or something. Yeah. You may see a drop in that because people are maybe not as attached to their digital devices and they might actually be out at markets or shopping in retail stores. So pay attention to this, that it's not a you thing. It's a customer behavior thing. And then you have to think, how do I meet my customers where they're at? Right. Because this is a time where like gatherings are starting to happen. When is the other time during the holiday season, right? There's family gatherings that are happening. Well, when you think about it, it's like, this is the time where the weather is so accommodating. So in most of the country where graduations can be outside, where markets are happening, farmers markets are opening, where, um, 
uh, wedding season is starting to have a real uptick. And that can be outdoor wedding or locational wedding, whatever it is. But these are the times when people are really on the go, like what Jacqueline said. And how can you really meet them where they are. So if you're thinking, how can I meet them where they are? And they're not so much attached to their digital device. What does that look like? Like Jacqueline said, it could be um, in person. What does that mean? It could be markets. It could be trade shows. It could be um, craft fairs, um, farmers markets, but it also could be pop-ups, in-person boutique collaborations uh, where you're local. This is a time for, for local or even traveling, right? Um, also knowing that people during the summertime will shift a little bit into the feeling of wanting to do things, certain things outdoors. So for example, if your product has to do with national parks or travel-based or um, other things like that, then you have to switch your messaging, not your product, not your product. You switch your messaging to fit where your customers are. Now, you may need to switch to your seasonal bestseller if that is the case, and you have different bestsellers for different seasons. Um, let's, you know, that is sometimes um, common as well. Um, but you do have to switch to be where they are in a, a way that you can connect the dots for them in the timing that they're in, in the season that they're in. Um, so you can get catch them where their wallets are out and make sense to them. Yeah, you're right on. So, you know, when customers buying behavior changes in the summer months, right, there's a lot of reasons. And like Mina said, they're seasonal products. So they might be more interested in seasonal products like bathing suits or outdoor furniture or beach gear. Maybe they're going on vacations, right? Um, Even eating outside on a daily basis, right? We're seeing a lot of oh outdoor, gosh. indoor things like rugs, um, cement potters. Ooh, gardening is so good right now. It's I've been seeing all kinds of that, you know? Yeah. So businesses that will offer products that are seasonal will see an increase in sales during the summer months. Now, this isn't to say, okay, hold everyone's horses, hold on to your hats, because I don't want you to hear us say this and say, oh my goodness, I make winter products. Now I have to make bathing suits. No, no, this may not be your season. So if it's not your season, you do what we teach you, right? Where we talk about leaning into your best sellers and to the best selling seasons. There are going to always be times where our businesses are selling a lot. And there are going to be times where our business, we just try and keep a consistent, like meet our bare minimums, right? Um, so don't go say, I have to go change everything for the summer. So if you can change your marketing messaging, like Mina's saying, great. But this is not a, let me go out on products. Okay. This is just- Yeah, thanks. Agreed. Like, let this be the thing that you do not take away from it is that I need more products for this season. Do not shift your products. Because the thing is, is that um, a lot of people freak out during the summertime, right? Or they freak out in their slow seasons. Let me back up there. They freak out in their slow seasons. But really try to reframe it for yourself and that your slow seasons are a gift. It is a gift for you to think about how you are going to ramp up for when it does get busy, for the products that do hit the right messaging, the right timing, and top of mind that are easier to sell when you get back into your busy season again. And like Jacqueline said, then you're, you, this is how big businesses operate too, is that they sell more in their busy seasons and say they sell less in their slow seasons. For us as small businesses, if you are aware of that, that can be freeing to you in a lot of ways so that you can really um, know when to anticipate more sales and kind of forecast the inventory that you'll need. So big business like Ugg Boots, right? When Uggs came out, 
you, if you lived in LA, you would wear Uggs and shorts. Like I always used to see people in LA and I'm like, they're so cold in 75 degrees yeah, weather, but they're no. wearing shorts. Actually, I brought up Uggs the other day because we were talking about like things that are coming back, right? And Oh, they um, never left here. Yeah. Well, n- one of the things that came back back out or maybe I don't know who knows I'm not even in it anymore but is Doc Martens were those oh, oh yeah 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 okay so we were talking about how back then back in our day back 20 in the 90s something years yeah back in the <laughs> 90s 20 something years ago um it was like already $150 to get Doc Martens right and for me as a teenager with no money that was like in oh, now terms that was like getting be, a car yeah would be like so much money, maybe three hundred dollars or something, or not more than like that. Five hundred dollars, five hundred. So it was like, man, things are coming back. And then I brought up Uggs. I was like, what about Uggs? Uggs are really in right now too. And then Nancy, who is my uh, my um, cousin, who was staying with us this past weekend, she has older kids than me, so she has two that are graduated and two that are in high school, right? And she said, no, Uggs aren't as popular around here. It's now Crocs. Oh, so oh, yes. Yeah. Crocs. Um, yeah. All and also all the sub products of people selling the little nubby things that go into Crocs. I see all uh-huh. these like middle schoolers and high the schoolers. The decor and stuff. Yeah, because so it's I how was do they never bedazzle? out of style. Though back when I was pregnant, that's when I was wearing Crocs and buying my kids Crocs. And my sisters used to make fun of me. Like they're like, you're single-handedly keeping Crocs in business. Me too. So you're we welcome about Crocs this. for keeping you in business enough for you to come back into style. It was us. We're the originals. <laughs> um, I used to wear their ballerina slipper Crocs. Like that's all oh, I used yeah. to wear. Um, mm. Not the like OG Crocs, but yeah, they're yeah. super trendy. But what I wanted to say about Uggs, Uggs for, I don't know how long the company's been around, but let's say minimum 20 years of us all knowing about it. Minimum. Minimum of us, like about it being like a world-known brand. People wore the boots and they had two boots. They had short boots and they had taller boots. That Mm -hmm. was about it. And if you look at it now. Boots with the fur. People have written songs on With the fur. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Did I get it? Another 90s reference? (laughs) Yep. Looking at her, they hit the floor. (laughs) It's like, I'm trying to think in my mind, like, what the chorus is, but it's like. But I don't think they were talking about Uggs because it was like cool, like, with the fur at the top. Maybe, maybe it was Uggs. I don't know if she was in the club, rolling in the club with her Uggs when she was in LA. (laughs) With her short shorts. <laughs> yeah, but they're still in, right? 20 some so they've been timeless. Is it a classic? Well, you here's know? the deal. And you have no idea, Mina. You and I have not even discussed <laughs> this. So I my most owned shoes are Uggs, but not the Uggs that we know. So I have now Ugg motorcycle boots, which you saw because they've come out with motorcycle mm. boots. I have Ugg like red suede lace-up shoes that are fur inside, but they're lace-ups. Hmm. I just got these really cool Uggs. They look like moon boots. So they're basically our shoes. They look like they're made out of Croc material. They're oh. like four inches off the ground, like platforms, yeah. bubble yeah. shoes. Yeah, platforms are coming back too. Yeah. So I am a massive consumer of Uggs, but now this many years later, they're branching yeah. out into multiple products, but it wasn't. So yeah, I love that you brought that up because a lot of times when we're starting, we think, I want to be like Uggs. I'm going to make all these things, right? But Uggs started with, for 20-something years, boots with the fur, you know, and didn't <laughs> look stray from there. Um, looking at her. I have no idea. <laughs> what song is that? It's like people are probably hit shouting. Shorty got low, 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 low. You will never, all of you, 
will never, ever see me sing karaoke or be on stage. But singing Amina is easy. I know. As I'm like, okay, I want to hop in here, but I can't remember all the words. But if it plays on the radio or something, I can, I know every word by heart. It's like, you know. I want you to guess. Your pop Mm -hmm. quiz hotshot. Another Mm -hmm. reference. Um, I want you to guess what year Australian surfer Brian Smith, who moved to Southern California with a dream, created... Uggs. What year? 97. Nope. 98? Nope. 99. 1978. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> 20 years away. 78. Well, wow. that's what I'm saying. Once we all knew about it, once it was a globally recognized brand, yeah. was in the 90s. So 78, if I do my math, that's 20 but years they later. Stuck with the, the brown colored boots with the fur. The variation was high boots or low boots, but they were signature, right? Because the so thing been is, when you for saw that forty five years, yeah, you see the patch. I do recall a lot of girls around here lined up for Starbucks wearing short shorts and UGGs. Okay, now, good. Have it's I seen Iowa them lately? Too. Yeah, have I seen them lately? No, probably because I don't leave my house. Doesn't mean it's not happening. <laughs> you know, um, if a tree falls in the woods and no one's around <laughs> to hear it, are people still wearing UGGs? Yeah. And that's a funny thing, too, is because my nephew, who is in eighth grade, he's deep. I never see these high schoolers, right? I don't get up early enough, okay? My husband is who takes my kids to school, for example. And he was like, yeah, all these girls walk around the hallways. He's in, no, no. Yeah, he's in eighth grade, eighth grade. I was like, I thought I was wrong. He's like, they walk around the hallways eating or drinking Starbucks. And I was like, you're allowed to take Starbucks into the schools? I'm really sounding like a grandma. Well, no, I mean, that's huge. I remember my senior year of high school, my first period teacher had coffee and it was only for the seniors. And that was like a big deal that we got to get coffee. So the fact that these kids have enough time. Status symbol. So, for example, UGG status symbol, Doc Martin status symbol, they that's tried and true. Back in our day, it was, you know, Zeke Cavarici and, you know, Doc Martens. I don't know. <laughs> I think those are the two brands. <laughs> As your business grows and scales, it's important to have a good customer relationship management system, something that organizes and manages your important data. Because the more you scale, the more you have to keep track of. Unfortunately, it can be tough trying to find a system that is easy to use, especially for Mina and I, who we really need something that's easy to use. Yep. Easy to use. Definitely. It's even harder to find one that grows with you as your business grows. Plus, trying to find a new system every time your business grows takes time and energy that could be better spent elsewhere. This is why many businesses choose to use HubSpot CRM. Not only is it super easy to use, but it also grows with your business because it's built to scale. You can even customize it to the way you do business so that it's working specifically the way you want it to for your business. Absolutely. It's for sure a top choice because especially since it has tools like ad tracking, social media management, and AI content assistance, it allows your team to get more done in less time. That way you can scale even quicker. And the fact that it grows with your business and is built to scale is incredible. No matter how big your business grows or how much data you need to keep track of, HubSpot CRM will handle it all. It truly is a lifesaver, no matter what stage of business you're in. Get started for free today at HubSpot.com.
Hey, product boss. Okay, this is for you. The other day, we got a message from Lolly asking us if we had a referral for a great inventory management software to help track raw goods and on-hand products that were ready to sell. And you know what we told Lolly? We sure do. Not only do we have a resource for inventory management software, but we have over 308 other business tools and resources that will help you effectively run your product-based business. Now, this ranges from packaging and printing supplies, affiliate management, website and email software, legal resources, video and photo tools, and so much more. You will have everything you need to grow your dream product business today and at no cost to you. Yep, this is totally free. And you can download the Product Boss Ultimate Resource Guide right now by heading to theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Again, that's theproductboss.com slash resource guide. Now back to the show. Hi, my name is Erin Davis. I am the owner and founder of Noku Products. I specialize in making non-toxic dry shampoo for busy women on the go. And Jacqueline and Mina have taught me just how to price your products for profit. That has been the number one takeaway that I have gotten from them because you are worth it. You're not competing with Walmart. Your products matter and the value that you bring being a, an entrepreneur um, matters. And the big box chain stores, we're going to kick them out of business. And I will be the world's non-toxic dry shampoo supplier. Thanks to Jacqueline and Mina. But I just want to go back to this concept of 1978. So 45 mm. years and when it hit in the, I don't even think it was the 90s. I, I swear that we probably didn't. Because I don't think I was wearing Uggs in college. Were you? No, I couldn't afford Uggs. I still have probably owned, never owned a pair of Uggs. Oh, Not that I can't afford them you now, in but, July. you know, I did. My thing was Doc Martens. They're not so a priority. Example, They're not like a thing you love. Yeah. So also in the they 90s don't make for me, in it was like, yeah, well, boots with a fur do, but I think that, They don't you have know, cred. We don't want you to break your head. Mm, that's true. Well, that's Doc Martens, for in example, LA. the leather, the stitching, they were heavy on your feet. So that was the thing that people wanted to wear. Now, it might has might have changed now since then, because now kids, you know, back in that day, we didn't, when you're kids, you don't care about tread or having Can rubber Can you imagine soles. when we're actually like in our 80s and 90s and we actually say back in my day? <laughs> <laughs> By then we'll have like real moon shoes, you know? We'll be on the moon. Um, <laughs> So, so I just want to reestablish that as going back to the whole point of this podcast as we, you know, launched this other direction. But they started in 1978 with sheepskin boots. Somewhere in the 2000s, you all can message us on Instagram if you know when you kind of started realizing about it. Somewhere in the 2000s, it made its way to more of us, right? Where we understood Uggs. 2023, only in the last couple of years have I seen this brand expand into not slippers, not different versions of like the same original shoe, right? The variations, kids mm-hmm. variations and all that, but actual footwear brand. That's when 45 years later, they're able to try and sell Uggs year round, but they're a seasonal company, right? So that's kind of going back to our point. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think it's a great point. Don't switch up your product. You switch up the messaging. Just like, let's say you're a candle company, right? And you understand that how are customers' habits changing? Well, right now you show your candles outside. You show your candles next to a, a, you know, 
a cup of iced coffee versus, you know, a warm cup of cocoa. You show ones with lemongrass and, you know, eucalyptus because they keep bugs away. You show um, a date night outside. You show um, all, see how the messaging has changed versus in the wintertime when it might be a different thing that you're showcasing, but bestsellers are bestsellers. We know you can sell candles all day, every day in the fall and the winter. Right. Absolutely. You might, the challenge is now. you know, sell less of them, but you still need to accommodate to where your customers are. Right. Yeah. It might be a Mother's Day gift. It might be a graduation gift or um, a grandparent's gift or a teacher Ooh, I appreciation. Have a cute, I have a cute video. Like, it's never too hot for a candle. And like, someone could be roasting s'more over like all of your candles. Right. You could be like a bonfire. <laughs> as as they're not scented because that would be disgusting. I know, but it's just a joke. <laughs> for marketing. So, okay. So things to talk about, like we talked about, there's seasonal products. Lean into those. As Mina was talking about, there's outdoor activities. So customers are interested in being outside during the summer months. So camping, hiking, barbecuing, beaching, going to the beaching, going to the lake, right? So anything you could offer related to those activities or like Mina said, how can you message around those activities? Like, Mm -hmm. could you bring your candle into an RV for camping? I don't know. Nice. Right? Yeah. So it's just straight up the messaging. Um, Other things that people are doing that they're thinking about are vacation and travel. Mm -hmm. If you sell bags, like Mina just bought a beautiful bag from one of our multi-stream machine students. And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, for Mina, it made sense right now because you said what? Yeah, Layla is in swim lessons and I wanted to take it to the beach. Also, the reason why I bought it too is because it was from Mexican artisans. But it looks similar to the Tidam fabric and textures and textiles that I like and I'm drawn to. So I was really drawn to it right now. And I was like, ooh, I'm really drawn to it. So there's that desire piece, right? But the thing that put me over the edge to actually buy was the fact that it was usable right now, that they right. that she had connected it right now. She showed, you know, it on the beach. She showed somebody with their feet in the water. She showed um, like a beach towel going inside of it. And I could get an idea of how big the bag was and how that person that she showed, the woman that she showed, how she was carrying it on her arm. And it made sense to me for right now because my habits are changing. Right. So if two months ago, if she tried to sell you that bag, Mm -hmm. that click may not have happened, but by showing a beach towel. Now, Mina lives in Iowa, and I think your summer vacation is still landlocked, right? I don't think you're heading to the beach this summer. But just the indication of I a am towel. heading to the beach. And actually, she showed oh, how it was folded and you could travel with it. Oh. So it was a lar- extra large size, but it's woven material that is f- flexible, I guess, in a way. Like, it doesn't have to stay um, flat. You just fold it over and pop it into your luggage. So I saw that and I was like, oh, my gosh, I could take this with me to Sedona. We're going to Sedona this summer. Um, so but that's not the beach. Uh, oh, I mean, we have a pool there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got an Airbnb with a pool in Sedona. Water. So I was like, yeah, water. Yeah, yes. you're going to a water element. So like, yes. that's the thing. So it's just the concept. You don't, all of you don't have to be so specific. Yes, that's right. right. She may have been showing it at a beach because that's maybe the photos that she had. But then for Mina, it clicked. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to places with water. I've got swim lessons. I need beach. I need towels. I need all sunblock. I need all the stuff. Oh, wow, this fits. So, and also, I love that she showed it being packable because that goes yeah. back to the idea of vacation, travel, outdoors, seasonal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. A um, couple other things you all can think about is like th- people are also super con- concerned about heat, humidity, bugs, right? Ugh. 
bugs. True. Numero uno. Um, I actually, this is how much I worry about bugs, okay? I have big plans to plant lemongrass, big plans to plant mint. I also bought citronella candles that are the extra large so I can put it outside (laughs) of my um, sunroom. And then I plan to pick all those fresh things and bring them in. I already have like little vases for them. But I think that for everybody, because my kids, for example— they apply things on their skin too. So even that, like so many problems, right? You're solving problems for people. Yeah. So if you sell something with long sleeve shirts, mm-hmm. you could specify it in the way of like cool fabric, feels cooling and keeps the bugs off of you, right? Yeah. There's ways that you can, you can take something so simple and then, and then switch the messaging. Um, when even, I move back. Don't you, you have curly hair. I don't have curly hair, but, and, and Willa has curly hair. Isn't there like humidity things with that? Yeah, there's there's either humidity sprays, there's there's um, beach waves that you can get, like there's beach wave creams, brushes if you sell any anything like that, um, hair ties, hair clips. It could ta- you could talk about. Let's say you sell, you know, there's a lot of people in our um, community, especially our multi stream machine students that sell like hair clips, hair ties, headbands, hats. Mm-hmm. This is the time, like you just say, like beach, you know, beach hair don't care or mm-hmm. mermaid you know, hair. Yeah, mermaid you know. hair. Show it all different ways. Show it outside. Like, show how people just pin their hair back. Give them ways to use it in this time. Yeah, and then how they clip it up. I think the last thing to kind of touch on, and this is actually towards the end of the summer, and this is Mina's busiest time, is, mm-hmm. well, actually, it's twofold. It's the beginning of the season right now is yeah. camp. And then the end of the season is back to school. So let's talk yeah. about how summer, let's like, bookends. Let's call it a low-label sandwich, right? Okay. So the bread is... Um, camp season. And outdoors. <laughs> so we get an uptick because of camp season and little labels for all of you that don't know, I sell labels that are washable and that stick onto things like shampoo, conditioner, clothing, and they're dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and uh, wash and dryer safe. And so camp season is a really big season because the kids need to pack and go to camp. So overnight camp. So that's my one season that upticks right now. But the book end of that, the other bread of that is back to school season where you're putting your kids back into daycare to school and they're, they need to label their water bottles or their baby bottles or their, you know, um, breast milk or whatever that's going to daycare. That is also how they use the labels. So during that time, I know that my customers' habits are changing again right? It's like what Jacqueline said, and she started off this podcast episode, is lots of times consumers are thinking about these in three new years, right? Because there's heavy um, seasonal shifts that happen during these times that have to do with what they're buying. One is the holiday season and the actual new year, you know, the actual real new year. Second is right now, where it is um, transitioning to summer seasons and weather changes and everything like that in mental changes. Like, they're thinking, um, they're purchasing different desires and then, um, and solving different problems. And then the, the other one is beginning of the school year, September or August, September around there, where their lives would change back into a different routine. Yeah. So if you sell any products that are somewhat related to camp, right? It could be blankets. It could be Uh anything. There could be sleepaway camp, which a lot of people do. There could be local camp. There's anything that's like kid oriented, kid clothes, teenage clothes, like backpacks, totes, storage solutions, all of that. 
right? Even candy, chocolate, food products where you're mm-hmm. like sending a treat with Even your kids. skincare. So mm-hmm. I have a preteen. She's 12. She's almost 13. And I didn't realize how much money I would have to spend on her skincare. Well, you have two daughters, <laughs> so good luck. So um, so she, I, she's been allowed to go spend the night over at her friends, right? So I've been trying to figure out like, oh, okay, she has to pack certain things. Well, one of them is her own skincare. And so like when she wakes up and she has these special eye drops too, and then, you know, and toner and moisturizer and shampoo and conditioner, hairbrushes, all these different things. And so, and it has to be for her and not so much for me. Before, when she was little, I would just get like, you know, a vino done, you know? <laughs> now times have changed. So I think that even with that, thinking about like the age of your children or the the gifting and what that looks like can vary as well when they're like of the age where they're leaving you for camp yeah. or wherever it is. So just get creative. Sleepovers. Like if you have parents, especially moms who make a majority of the buying decisions in the family, like women tend to be the ones that make the majority of buying decisions. You can think about that. Even pet products, friends, like think about all of these tips we're giving you on how pet products can make sense. But going back to camp, lots of your stuff can be relevant for that. And going back to school, the same idea, right? Because you'll all start to see in, I mean, as soon as 4th of July is over, they start to advertise back to school. Like that's when, you know, school Mm -hmm. supplies start to flood the stores. Like they're liquidating all the summer stuff. Um, They're moving it into back to school. So as early as July, well, yeah, because your kids go back yeah. pretty early. Um, in July, right in after August, 4th yeah. of July, that's the new end mm-hmm. of the summer. And then you can start to market back to school stuff, notebooks, organizers. If you do meal planners, journals, like it could be because back to school is a back to school for parents. Their time, they get their time, like normal time back and for kids. So just think mm-hmm. of all of these different ways that customers buying patterns and buying behaviors are going to change. And then the whole thing here is how do you market to them to meet them where they are? So we're not saying change your products, just change your messaging, Mm -hmm. sell the same beautiful, amazing products. Well, actually, I want to go back a little bit, not change, definitely don't change your product, but reevaluate what your best seller is within that season first. So that would be step one, because for all of you, you could have seasonal differences. Um, So go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, we're in this new season that Jacqueline and Mina are talking about. What is my bestseller? I need to validate that that really is what it is first. Yeah. I hope this is helpful. As always, thank you for listening. If you love this episode, um, please share it with fellow product classes that you know. And it really helps us reach more people. If you you, um, go over and... Um, well, one, follow the podcast wherever you listen. And two, leave us a positive review if this has been helpful to you. That also helps us and helps reach more product bosses to really change the world together. Yep, you're helping team product boss. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the Product Boss Podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. 
so you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us.